You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. That which was from the beginning is the title of this devotion. You know, science is pretty phenomenal, but all it can just take apart and show the incredible beauties of creation. But what science cannot give you is the origin, where it came from, what really is its total purpose and where it's going. Those are questions it cannot fully answer because these are found through our relationship with God. And one of the great books in the Bible that has a deep, deep place in my heart that I go to a lot in my praying, in my studying, in my thinking, in my developing, the way I look at Scripture, the way I look at the God and His Son, Jesus Christ, is 1 John, the Gospel of John, and 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of John, and the book of Revelation, we know, was written by the great Apostle John, the Beloved, the brother of James. And John had a way about his apostleship that I love. I love the way Peter has his apostleship, how Christ reveals himself through that beautiful fisherman and how he became a fish of souls and, and how precious Peter. And then, but Peter was very different. And you read his writing. It, I find it remarkable how the Spirit can unveil himself through Peter. And then through Paul and through James and Jude and the other New Testament writer, Luke and Mark and so forth. But you look at John and the grace that God was able to unveil about himself in the knowledge of his son was just phenomenal. And John wrote 1 John quite late in life, uh, probably in 90 AD, just by, by the at the turn of the century. And he was a very old but mature saint of God. Christ had so unveiled his whole heavenly, holy, heavenly life in him that it just comes through him with the beauty of a heavenly language. And I charge you in the Lord Jesus Christ, be somebody who desires to speak the heavenly language. And that is not limited to us being able to pray in tongues by the Holy Spirit, but that is a beautiful part of it. But no, it's a certain mindset, a certain heart condition. It's a certain willfulness. It it just has a beauty of meekness, lowliness, gentleness of the Lamb, the language of heaven. And in John, I find the language of heaven most endearing and want to learn it by meditating on it and and repeating it and speaking it in my heart. So I want to go ahead over the next few weeks and just go through 1 John, those five little chapters with you, which is a big statement to make because it's so incredibly rich, like the book of Ephesians, which I've just gone through with you. 
that to say I'm going to go over it in a few weeks is, is maybe in a way not totally sound to say that because you, you cannot fathom the depth, height and breadth and length of the divinity that is in it for us even in years and years. It is so rich and concentrated with heavenly language and revelation. But we're going to go through First John and I want to start here at verse 1. That which was from the beginning which is the title of this devotion, which we heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. John, as you know from, for example, the Gospel of John, had a spirit of revelation about him that really I find very important, especially in the age in which we live, where for the last some hundred years, evolution has taken quite a hold on society and its mindsets and beliefs, even though the people who advocate it aren't able to give the sufficient proof that is needed so much for our hearts to feel at rest while it can be fascinating and how they can open up all these interesting subjects for us. The real question of origin, the real question of the beginning of things, that is left open for debate. And, and I'm sure the Holy Spirit for a true sincere seeker will help them find the answer which is right here in the Word of God. John says, that which was from the beginning. We know that the beginning is with God. God himself says, I am the beginning and the end. I am the Alpha, the Omega. I am the first. I am the last. And it's quite remarkable that we even have a question when that is something so powerfully laid out for us throughout scripture and here John in his gospel he says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God he was in the beginning with God all things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made you could see what is the beginning? The beginning is in God. And it came forth from God through His Word. And all things that are made were made through His Word. The Bible says here in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, By faith we're able to understand that the world's were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. It did not come into being by itself. It came into being by God. I, my grandson Edison, who is a lovely soul, and he loves science. He is so intrigued by it all. And he really has such an amazing, beautiful heart. And he's a lovely boy. 
and he was talking about how things he had been reading, how things had been developed over millions of years. So anyway, I didn't answer that question because he's very young still, he's nine years old. And I held up to him my phone and I said to him, look at this, this just came out of nothing. He said, no, it didn't. I said, yeah, yeah, it just came by itself. He said, no, 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 Apple made that. I said, God made the heavens and earth. And he was quiet. He was quiet. Because now he had something to think about. You see, I think that it is important because to God revealed himself to Abram, Isaac, and Jacob as El Shaddai, God Almighty the all-sufficient one, capable of being all that we need. And they worshiped him in the, in the awe of creation. Job, who lived in the days of Abraham, the book of Job is the oldest book. Don't ever think just because it was written in, in a certain style that had its recognition and respect in its day, that it is just a story. No, Job is a real person and what he went through and everything he experienced was a real experience in life to help you and me to know how to walk through the challenges of this life and to trust in God like Job. But Job, he came to the place of rest in his trust and acknowledging God in all the, his trials when God showed him his handiwork of creating all things and speaking it into being and bringing it into being. And Job just bowed down in absolute like I am so nothing really compared to the greatness of God. And he worshiped God in a fresh revelation of the awe of his creation and that God lifted him up by his spirit to minister forgiveness to the three friends who had so deeply wounded him with the, with the mindset that the root cause of all of his suffering was found in him. They afflicted him with that accusation when that wasn't true, that the root cause of all Job's suffering was in, there's an evil devil and a good God. And a good God blesses us with good things and an evil devil wants to destroy all things. And that is the real point of the book of Job that we may understand that. And that we like Job yield ourselves fully to God so that the evil devil cannot prevail against us and will fail because of God shielding, upholding, protecting us. It's quite a powerful point that God helps humanity with in the book of Job. but. It was creation that helped Job realize how great is our God. And sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art. And I think it's so important for, that we by faith, as it says here in Hebrews 11, obtain this revelation like Job, this understanding that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made by the things that are visible. Or as it would say here in Psalm 33, verse six, Psalm 33, verse six, 
By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. We know the beginning. That same living, life-giving, marvelous word now has come to live in you and my heart so that by faith of that living word springing forth with the nature of trust, acknowledging, recognizing, and perceiving God through faith, we begin to marvel at the wonder of His creation and believe that they're like Job, believe that there's nothing too impossible for God. There's nothing He cannot do and no purpose can be withheld from Him, Job says in his last chapter 42, verse 2. Or like Jeremiah in the light of such tribulation and trials in which he was, that he said, Lord, thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thine great power. Is there anything too hard for thee? What's that, chapter 27 or so of Jeremiah? Is there anything? And then God answers from heaven, I am the Lord your God who made the heavens and the earth and there is nothing too hard for me. And what a good spirit of faith to have that you can say, Lord, there's nothing you cannot do. And I trust you. I trust you. I lean upon you. I rely upon you. Friends, God would have us come into a spirit of understanding, a spirit of rest of faith. My father used to say to me as a young man, Robert, trusting God is resting in God. While I didn't understand what he meant then, now, today, oh, how I love to live in that rest that God is able and that God will do super abundantly, far over and above all that I could dare ask, hope, or pray. And when you take scriptures like this in Hebrews chapter 1, and you begin to realize the life you have within you through Jesus Christ, that He, Jesus Christ, is the sole expression of the glory of God. Hebrews 1 verse 3, the light being, the outraying or radiance of the divine, that He is the perfect imprint of the very image of God's nature, upholding and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by the mighty word of His power. He, He who is upholding, maintaining, guiding, and propelling the very universe by his mighty word of power is the one who hath offered himself to accomplish the cleansing of our sins and riddance of guilt and is now seated at the right hand of the majesty on high. Friends, we have more for us than ever could be against us. If the Lord be on our side, Romans 8, who can be against us? Oh, friends, when you go through these challenges in life that seem to be unsurmountable and that you do not have the strength to prevail against, look, look to the Almighty and let your heart rest in His ability to do superabundantly like Habakkuk here says in chapter 3, verse 17 and 18 and 19. Though the fig tree does not blossom and there is no fruit on the vine, though the produce of the oil... Uh, olive fails and the fields yield no food though the flock is cut off from the fold and there's no cattle in the stall yet i will rejoice in the lord i will exalt in the victorious god of my salvation listen to this now the lord god is my strength my 
personal bravery, my invincible army. He makes my feet like the hind's feet and will make me to walk and not stand still in terror, but to walk and make spiritual progress upon my high places of trouble, suffering, and responsibility. God would have you in the face of when all seems to be dead and nothing seems to work and whatever you try, it fails, to look at him like Job did and said, I know my Redeemer lives. I know there's nothing you cannot do. I know there's no purpose that can be withheld from you. I know after you have completed searching my heart, you yourself will bring me forth pure as gold. Oh, what a beautiful heart God would give you and me through faith to be able to understand there's nothing God cannot do. He is the beginning. He is the end. He is the Almighty. And let me close with you from this amazing book of Revelations, chapter 1, where he says in verse 8, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Believe that the Almighty God, like he hovered over the deep, where there was no form, where all was void, and he said, let there be light. And there was light. And God is speaking into your situation today. And he's saying, I am the beginning. I am the end. Trust me, I will do the impossible. Amen. Have a good day.